It's the same old story. It's been a long day at the job, or maybe it's just starting to feel long, and you feel that urge to stretch your legs and get a little bit of a break. You walk down the street, or maybe you get behind the wheel of your car, and you feel the weight begin to lift. You walk through the doors, and the sound of the place starts to clear the air. You get a table, you order your drink, you listen to the sounds of the bar, and soak in the conversation. Welcome to the TNE Speakeasy with your hosts, Caleb and Isaac. Listen in as they discuss the 2023 film, Fast X. We've arrived at the the conclusion for now. Or is it? <laughs> or is it? Yes, we were. We did this series building up. When we started this series, I thought that Fast X was going to be the last one. And then partway through, I learned that, oh no, there's going to be one more 11. And I was like, oh fuck, we, we chose to do it at the wrong time. But it turns out, if we had done it with Fast 11, it would have been the extra wrong time. Because there's still going to be, is it one more or two more? Apparently there's supposed to be 12 entries in this series, not counting, not, not, not counting Hobbs and Shaw, but like 12 mainline, like, you know, from mm. one to 12 series, not movies, excuse me. Yeah. And you, you've heard us all, if, if you've been listening to this series, you know, you, you, you've seen the, the, our opinions change by the time we got to Fast 9, just the exhaustion of the series getting to us and. On the day when we were supposed to go see this and I was driving over, I was like, I can't believe I'm driving to go see a Fast and the Furious movie in the theater after after having watched Fast 4 and being like, mm, no, no, no. And that was the end of my theatrical experience with Fast and Furious. And yet here I am again all these years later. Took you two decades to do so. <laughs> well, sort of. Yeah. About, about a decade, actually. Yeah, and so I was coming in with my arms crossed and with a smirk on my face because I was like, I know that this is going to be bad. It's just, at this point in the series, how could it not be bad? And me and you, we, we shared some stifling laughter in the theater. I kept wondering about the people around us because I didn't hear any of them laughing, but yeah, I was definitely having to hold back in a number of moments. But I will say for my initial thoughts, overall I did walk out saying this has been... Probably the best ones since Fast Five of the mainline ones. I think easily, actually. Hobbs and Shaw, I, they might be on the same level. This one might be a little bit better. It's definitely more ridiculous and, and more laughable. Hobbs and Shaw wasn't nearly as silly bad as this one gets. But for overall entertainment, I think that Fast 10 was actually yeah, a highlight of the, the later half of this series. Well, no. Why, why is that, sir, if I may ask? Oh, I'll save some of that for after your uh, initial thoughts here. <laughs> fair enough. Okay, fair enough. So how do I feel about this film? I would say I'm, I'm feeling it. Um, I think this is their version of the Dark Knight Joker when it comes to the main antagonists. Just in that he's, they're, they're definitely like, so this, we have to, we have to throw reality out the window as, as we, as we always do. We have to suspend our disbelief very hard with this film. 
and all internal logic is gone, and they're operating on just... I don't even know. I don't know if it's called comic book logic, but I guess it is comic book logic by this point. Where Cartoon logic. <laughs> yeah, by this point it is because um, uh, Dante Reyes uh, is basically reading the script. Like he he knows the script. Yeah. He's he's seen all the previous Fast and Furious films, and so he he knows every like step that um, uh, Superman. I mean Dom is gonna is gonna take. So it's he's trying to he's trying to break. Uh, the, the Dom, and, and I guess make him like. I guess this, the next film is probably gonna have him like break his morals, even though, I guess um, Cipher kind of tried to do that in eight. But anyway, sorry, where am I going with this? Um, <laughs> so I, I think I'm feeling this. There was a lot of action set pieces that I returned to previous uh, scene or sceneries, I believe, like previous locations. Like at the end when they're in Portugal, I think that was from Fast Six. If I recall, maybe a similar-looking highway at least when they when they were fighting the tank. I think it was a similar area to that. And I think even the location Jacob was in um, with the sun, I think that was also uh, in the previous film, uh, that location where uh, Nick Fury was. Yeah, and I'll say uh, I wanted to give a little bit of a, a summary. Um, and I think we're going to try to stick to no spoilers at least for the first I don't know, like ten or fifteen minutes or so, just to. Give people a taste of what to expect and what we think. Yeah. And whether you should go see it or not. Yeah. So I'll give a little little spoiler-free summary. Uh, spoiler-free in the sense that if you watch the first, like, ten minutes of the movie, you'll everything that I'm saying will be, you know, revealed to you. So it's it's not... Even though we're telling you the basic premise, it's, it's not really spoiling the movie. Yeah, hopefully I haven't, like, crossed that line yet. Yeah, so we, we begin the movie with uh, jumping into Fast Five. It's... There's actually a substantial amount of that movie being played. I was like, wow, this is like almost... I feel like we're like seven minutes in the movie and I've seen so much Fast Five footage. We haven't even seen new footage, really. And the only new footage that we do see is all these inserts of Jason Momoa. Because he was always there in the background. We just didn't realize that if we would have just cut off frame in a few moments, we would have seen that, oh yeah, he was there. And so if, if you've been a Fast and the Furious viewer and have gotten tired of the constant retcons and inserting stuff where it wasn't there before, yeah, you're not getting anything new here. I mean, this is this is just the way that they... This is their modus operandi for this franchise. And speaking of them, just, you know, there's their typical mode. We then jump over to Cypher showing up, and she's like, okay, Dom and your team... You know, uh, I I need uh, I need your help. I I'm gonna be your semi ally, and well, they do some interesting things with that. They don't. It's not as straightforward as I thought when she first showed up. But so this is definitely spinning the wheels of the typical Fast and Furious stuff. And that's that's the setup basically. Is yeah, we have this new enemy who's been embittered by their actions of killing his dad, and now he's getting revenge. That's that's the premise for this one. And in terms of the past few getting so lost in their big espionage plots with convoluted um, villain plans and all this stuff that I found difficult to keep track of because it was always dressed up with big action set pieces. And I'd be like, okay, well, how is this moving the plot forward? What is the villain motivation? This movie very quickly clears all that up. It's like, okay, the villain motivation is very clear. Sure, it definitely does seem like he's reading the script, or maybe instead of God's eye, he's got like God's brain chip, and he can predict the future. I don't know. 
This is this franchise, so I wouldn't be surprised. But they definitely improve the, the, the formula of the last three or four by having a very straightforward villain plot. I think that just... just And, and a, a more interesting villain overall than bland nothings like Jaiman uh, Hansu in the, the seventh one or even Sean the sixth one or Cypher in the eighth one and Cypher in the ninth one and whatever, whatever. <laughs> you know, when you boiled the plot down to its essence, I just realized this is a remake of Seven. Hmm? Because a family member of a previous villain in the series is wanting revenge against Dom and the team. That's Fast Seven. Oh, with yeah, with the secondary villain, Shaw. Yeah. Mm, mm. Yeah, whereas, like, Papa Reyes got, you know, murdered in Five. Uh, this one... Uh, it's it's Baby Reyes, you know, coming after Dom and Wanda, basically like ruin his life before he meets death. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think that 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 element of Fast Seven, yeah, would have worked better if it was the main focus, like they do here, because it does. It's a lot easier to dislike a villain when you know why they're doing what they want to do and are reveling in it and enjoying it. Instead of villains, when you're like, uh, if you're doing this for a bigger cause, I don't understand that you never explain. And I, I guess we've said all that already. <laughs> Those other ones. This is, yeah, all this is is a, I don't know if it's good old, but it's uh, it's a revenge piece for Jason Momoa's character. Yes. And he is playing it up to the nines. I mean, this guy is, he, he it seems like he it thinks that he's in a cartoon, and I guess he is in a cartoon. And he's just reveling in the, the fun of being something so over the top. He actually, for any current wrestling fans, reminds me very, very much of Seth Rollins, his current character, uh, Seth freaking Rollins. Very similar kind of attitude and even look, their style is quite similar as well. So, and both of them are kind of uh, more playful Joker kind of personality. <laughs> He is an absolute menace. Like, like on screen, he is like, yeah, Joker personified. If this, like, you know, legal version of Joker, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, it's nuts. And yeah, I couldn't help but have a smile on my face every time, like, you know, I saw him just on screen. Yeah. And they take it, they take it far too. I mean, when he first shows up, they show him that he isn't like a physical badass he's not you know the dom crew they're all these invincible superheroes he's not that but what is invincible is his just control over people and his ability to uh just think like 12 steps ahead and so he's got this big advantage over everyone just because he's so rich and smart even though when we first see him he, he's losing everything somehow he bounced back and became like ultra rich well here's here's the thing 10 years yeah. Because remember, the, the movie states that this happened in 2011. The timeline's mm. out the door. So, yeah, I guess Fast 3 did take place in, like, 2015. <laughs> what, a, what a weird uh, what a, what a weird movie that was, at least for, for time frame, I mean. Yeah, they should honestly just go back and do a special edition and insert smartphones all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> the Tokyo 3 special edition. <laughs> or Tokyo Drift special edition. Let's go. They'll bring on George Lucas as a consulting uh, a creative producer. Yeah, he knows how to do this stuff. I guess you could also get Peter Jackson. Although, to be fair, I guess they filmed all that stuff and then they just took it out when they were doing the theatrical run, right? Yeah, yeah, no, that's fair. Yeah. Oh, golly, I wonder if this is going to have a special edition or a director's cut or not. 
Oh, I'm sure. We'll get more scenes of Jason Momoa hanging out with corpses and painting their nails. Yeah, doing all... The only thing of just, like, the only thing this guy doesn't have is time. Like, it's the amount of time that he has. But it's like, I feel like he can just stop time. And then go do all those, like, get all the people's, like, family members hostages so they're on his side now. So, the joke I had with this movie is that who's not in this movie and whoever's not in uh oppenheimer is in this movie just because like, that that movie is supposed to have a stacked cast this one also had a stacked cast especially a stacked cast of uh dc alumni yes and that's where i'll say that this is the cutoff for from now on we're getting into spoilers so if you haven't seen the movie i i think we both would say if you've enjoyed uh up to fast five in the original run i think it's safe to say that you'll come away mostly enjoying this one so so go see the film and then come back and yeah finish this discussion all right uh caleb insert avatar spoiler section here just <laughs> do you know what the most frightening thing in the world is This section of the podcast contains spoilers for all seasons of Avatar The Last Airbender and The Legend of Korra. Here we go again. Enter at your peril. We'll never come back again. It's got a death curse. We have such sights to show you. the end Giselle shows up oh boy and yeah that's I guess did you want to talk about that right now or let's just throw everything on, on the bus right now let's just, just throw it all out there sir like just 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 come clean tell me what do you want to like spill your uh spill your minds or your heart's content yeah I, I I mean what is there even to say about that it she has no lines she's there she smiles she probably wasn't even on set <laughs> it's just like oh boy oh and she shows up in a submarine in Antarctica yeah, and that, that's something to say. Uh, so, yeah, Cypher shows up to their house. She's like, oh, well, let me tell you about this villain. And I like the fury that immediately Dom is like, I should just, like, tear your head off. Like, I just fucking despise you. And they even mentioned uh, Elena a little bit earlier in the movie. And so having Cypher presented to him right away, it's, you know, you can tell the wound is still not healed. And that was, you know, they were obviously trying in this movie to apologize <laughs> For their terrible handling of that or at least misremembering or at least you know not taking that whole <laughs> idea seriously or that, that yeah whole plot point seriously yeah they, they were trying to add some gravitas to it and so then yeah we, we see cypher get arrested and then letty ends up in prison with her and they have kind of a fun dynamic they have a pretty solid fight scene together and we see them loosely yeah create a little bit of a a tense partnership and I'll tell you, I was waiting. I was waiting for the end of the movie. I was like, oh, I bet you we're going to see her at that table with the rest of them. Like, oh, Cypher, you know, we still don't like you, but I'll sit down and have a Corona with us, you know. <laughs> That's what I'm worried about. I don't know if, uh, I guess I'm just supposed to forget about that. But it's like, uh, can we forgive them for that, for doing 
you know, stuffing somebody in the fridge. Uh, well, I don't know. it turns out, I guess, Giselle forgived her because, yeah, she's coming back as part of Cypher's plan. Giselle shows up in a submarine. So, okay, but hang on. This is where I'm like, but do Giselle and Elena know each other well? Because there was like almost no interaction between the two at all. Hmm. So yeah, maybe she's like, oh, you killed Dom's baby mama? Ah, who gives a fuck? I wanted to sleep with him instead. <laughs> yeah, I was trying to do that back in Fast 4. Yeah. <laughs> but no, I don't know how they're going to square that. That 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 is just a shocking move. But... Oh, and before everybody says, like, now hang on a second. Dom was not the one that killed Papa Reyes in the previous in, in Fast Five. You're absolutely correct. Oh. For I mentioned that there was somebody who double tapped him, um, like nonchalantly without even looking, uh, and that is the return in this in the um, post well, post credits, but in the stinger during the credit scene, the mid credit scene, we have Luke Hobbs returning once again, and Reyes is going after him. Given that. Sure, Dom may have bro- brought down the Empire, but he wasn't the one that killed my dad. And since you're mentioning that, yeah, that we do leave on a cliffhanger, and yeah, our villain isn't beaten. So yeah, they're they're. Yeah, I guess we're gonna see more of the Rock, and I'm curious because I was surprised during this movie that it seemed like Dom was. It was pretty much the rest of the crew, and then Dom separated from the basically the entire movie. And so maybe if they make Fast 11, they could just do the same thing and The Rock wouldn't have to be on set with him almost at all. If they play it the same way they played this one. Yes, I think you uh, may be right on that one. Where, depending on who they pair Hobbs up with, whether it's Shaw or somebody else, um, we'll potentially have, like, yeah, Hobbs doing his own thing with somebody else and Dom doing something about Like, I guess he'll be with his crew because obviously they're not dead. Like, you know, at the yeah. end, their plane gets shot down. It's like, I'm still convinced that John Cena is not dead. Oh, <laughs> uh, I never yeah. saw a body. I never, like, Giselle survived out of the, I, and Han also survived a car explosion. I don't believe that. Uh, and, and same thing with Letty. Letty, like, didn't die yeah. from, you know, Fast 4. I, I don't believe that John Cena is dead. Yeah, just wait until we find out that there's actually a teleporter device. Mr. Nobody shows up. In the next movie, well, you know, I had this teleporter installed in, uh, yeah, inside that car, and I would be like, oh, fuck me. <laughs> it's only it's only when it's revealed that Johnny Tran is in 12 for some reason, I'm like, <laughs> all right, well, I'm, I'm a lot of ideas. Yeah, and I'll say a WWE, of course, have been pushing this movie to the moon and featuring John Cena. They've even done some behind-the-scenes featuring with him, and he was commenting that he was proud to be able to get some wrestling moves in there in one scene. And so, yeah, they would. So I, so I knew he was going to show up again. I knew that he was paired with this kid. And once again, they have taken a villainous character and completely did a 180. I think this is the third time they've done that. They did it with, first with, uh, with Hobbs. They did it with Shaw. Now they do it with him. Hobbs, yeah, he's definitely because he was a gun. And that was in the same movie. Whereas with yeah, Shaw, like he was like he killed Han. That's a draft. Yeah. Finally, I'll get to that in a second. But he just immediately, like, you know, is at the table and ate. And we're, we'll basically take bets as to who, like, is going to be at the table at some, uh, by 12 or 11. I don't know. Jason Momoa. <laughs> Could you imagine? It's either him or, or um, how do you say his last name? Alan, uh, whatever his name is. Uh, 
Oh, oh, Rich Richardson. Richardson, thank you. Yeah. Who plays Hobbs 3.0, I guess? Yeah, yeah. Because Scott Eastwood plays Hobbs 2.0, but also Brian 3.0. Yeah, Bryant. Yeah, Bryant makes a return. Bryant, yeah. And he's, oh, by the way, he's not dead. And same with Nick Fury. He's not dead either. Yeah, that that was frustrating for me. They brought back Scott Eastwood. I was like, oh, hey, I, I can't believe it. I didn't think we were going to see him again. I was, yeah, when when, when he first brought came in that uh, Jeep or whatever it is, that was the, uh, the that was Hobbs's signature vehicle. I was like, oh, man, Hobbs is here. And no, it was Bryant. And I was like, oh, that's still good. I'm glad that he's, he's back. Yep. And then he shows up for uh, arguably maybe the best of the action pieces of the movie. A really great scene. And then he just falls out of a car. He, he jumps out of a burning car. And then he's just gone for the rest of the movie. It's like, oh, okay. He'll be either in the next film or the third film. He'll either... So, I have a feeling... God, this is going to be like... Like, um... Dead Man's Chest. This is going to be like Dead Man's Chest all over again, where, like, the end of the film is going to have Barbosa show up. But in this case, it'll be, like, either Nick Fury, Bryant, or somebody else. Um, I swear, if they... If they, if they if they do what I think they're gonna do, if they're gonna bring Brian in, and I literally mean like you know CGI face Brian. Oh man. Oh man, that's that's gonna definitely turn a lot of heads. Yeah. Oh boy. I uh, I certainly don't know about that, but um, where else would you like to go, sir? Well, speaking of the the family, um, number one, they the amount of times they said the word family in this movie, in particular, in the like your family, Dom. They say it so many times. I was just like, "Wow, wow!" They're really feeding into the meme. That's see, that's the villains. All the antagonists are doing that. Dom, I guess. Okay, Dom does mention family. Like, yes, <laughs> the the family is like what makes Dom Superman. Like, instead of getting energy from the sun, he gets energy from his family. Yeah, and I just, I, I just think it's funny that they're so blatantly leaning into the meme now that they have extended scenes all talking about the family. Dom's family. We need to. He needs to protect his family. But um, yeah, we do get a new member of the family introduced at the start of this. We we open the movie with the famous uh, a barbecue scene that they usually end the movies with, and we get to meet uh, either Mama Toretto or Grandma Toretto. I wasn't sure. Grandma in um uh, uh not Jack um oh little Brian Brian yeah Brian yeah Brian, little Brian's uh little Brian from for yeah. Grandma Toretto, but that's yeah, that's Dom, Mia, and um, Jacob's mother. Or actually, we don't know. They they haven't exactly. Yeah, we don't know. Yeah, because I'm looking right now on IMDb, and they they credit her as Abuelita, which means grandma. But I don't know. Yeah, it's they, they didn't really make it clear, but she does show up, and she's the one saying grace this time. And yeah, I I was like, okay, I. I, it's not a great introduction for her. I don't really feel like her scene stand out, but we're stood out. Oh, oh and she just le she just leaves. Yeah, she just leaves. <laughs> I I don't know where she is when that house invasion happens. I'm like, what what the hey like like where where did what? Yeah, but but if we do see her again, you know, I'd be happy to see. Maybe they give her more to do next time. Okay, I have this question to ask: Is Dom a positive portrayal of masculinity, or is he a like portrayal of toxic masculinity um uh that's a good question i feel like it's I know. almost too cartoonish to really exist in reality so it's hard to really put him in there you know 
Yeah, no, but he's not a psychopath like, well, except for, well, not he, yeah, uh, okay, questionable. He's not a psychopath like Michael Bay's Optimus Prime. Because, mm. obviously, you want Dom to be more of a father figure to everybody the more older he gets. Not just to little Brian, but, like, with everybody. He's, he's a father figure to anybody. Like, who, who will definitely offer, you know, any form of advice to anybody. Uh, and, and be a father surrogate. So I, that's kind of what I wish they did more of as well by this point. Um, just because he's, you know, gotten a lot older. Um, any thoughts? Um, I guess we... In Fast, uh, oh, oh, Fate of the Furious, I think it was. Yeah, they they focus on him trying to, like, change people and influence people. See, I guess that was him being, like, the head of the family and, yeah, trying to influence the his, his children in a way. His, yeah. Yeah, trying to be a positive reveal. Anyway, so we get another, we get, we get another new character, not just, like, you know, we'll, we'll keep going, but we have, uh, uh Nick Fury's daughter. Um, hmm. she shows up. Now, I know... There is an offhanded line where uh, she mentioned, or when she introduces herself to Dom, she's like, or Dom's like, yes, I remember that Nick Fury mentioned he had a daughter. No, 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 that didn't exist. Not, not exist. But anyway, that's that's neither here nor there. Yeah, at this point, it's yeah. You just have to expect retcons and lots and lots of retcons and inserting and retroactive recognition. Yeah, and she shows up because of that. That I mentioned earlier, how there was, you know, maybe. Potentially the best action scene in the movie. Uh, she shows up during the aftermath of aftermath of that. And do you want to jump into that that big set piece, kind of the first big set piece in the movie? Uh, we almost blow up the Vatican, which I'm surprised a lot of conservative Christians come out haven't come out and been like, "Oh, that's well, this movie's you know terrible for for doing that." Well, they didn't blow it up. Maybe they'd be more pissed if they did, but I don't know. I mean, would they actually blow up the Vatican? Uh, Someone's gonna take that soundbite and like you know, alter it. <laughs> yeah. So we, during that opening barbecue, we see that Rome apparently has gotten some intel about some big job that they have to do. I don't even know if it's for the government or if they're just stealing something for money. I really couldn't tell. <laughs> yeah. Whether it's the agency or they just, you know, he's, you know, got a contact and they're they're doing something like. Yeah, and he's he's coming to Dom like, oh, you know. A double alpha, double alpha. I gotta be leader on this one, if you don't mind. <laughs> and yeah, Dom gives him his grace. Yeah, and Tej is of course pissed off and being a little bitch in the corner, as he always is. <laughs> Maybe that's too strong saying a little bitch. I don't know. <laughs> Woo, uh, you know, he's just there, always grilling him, always you know making roasting him about it. Yeah, and so uh, uh, well, after the house is attacked and. Or what's the impetus of them to realize that the stuff in Rome was a, a setup? So, they the agency literally they're called the agency now. So Shield comes uh, in and like uh, Bryant comes in when they're gonna apprehend Cipher, and oh, yes. the conversation between Dom, Letty, and Bryant goes, "Oh, so the job that Rome's doing in Roman or Rome, excuse me," and Bryant's like, "Pardon me." Like, we didn't we didn't give oh. him any like job in Rome and then Letty's like it was a setup and that's what it turns out is that what the uh, what the crew is trying to steal is a uh, highly lethally uh, gaseous neutron or neurotoxic neurotoxic bomb yeah that uh, they they basically played uh, that that uh, Jason Momoa played them like a fiddle yeah because he wants to frame them as terrorists and 
yeah, and, and uh, Ramsey and Tej get trapped in a car, and then it's up to uh, Han and, and Rome driving around, and Rome's driving around in this gold-plated Lamborghini, and... Oh, boy. <laughs> Uh, in this case, apparently it was a little bit more practical, given that he used the, uh, the gold plates to reflect the sun, so it's like, you could call it a bit of a contrivance, but I'm like, okay, I guess they used it properly in a way, unlike in Fate of the Furies. Yeah, and there's actually one bit during that that I, it actually had me laughing for real. I don't know if I was laughing at the movie, I think I was laughing with it. But when, uh, <laughs> uh they bring out this little, they, they have to use, uh, like a little RC car to go under the truck that they're trying to steal. Like it were from it was from Black Ops. Yeah, and it's got a bobblehead of Tesh on it. On Tej, not Tesh. <laughs> and little Tej. And Tej is getting completely pissed off. He's like, where'd you even get that? And he's like, put that thing away. And he, he's just furious about it. And they're all laughing. And I was like, wow, look at this. Uh, uh, Roman's finally punching back and getting laughs from everyone else. And I was like, this, this, is, this is good here. <laughs> And I thought it was funny, just seeing a little bobblehead, too. It also reminded me, for some reason, of uh, RC in uh, Toy Story at the end when they were, like, trying to get back onto uh, the moving truck. Oh, that makes more sense. Yeah, I thought you were saying RC from Transformers. I was like, why does that remind <laughs> you of her? <laughs> uh, no, it's just... Uh, anyway. Um, yeah, that happens, and, you know, the, the, thema- the thematic uh, similarities to Fast Five are that it's a um circular spherical bomb and so it's gonna obviously like you know keep rolling down the streets and the hills even though it should have stopped at some point but again like physics be darned like suspension of disbelief Mm -hmm. and all that stuff um but you know it's 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 rea it's dante being like this is what you did with the safe of my father's and so i'm going to do this to rome and basically in the in the end yeah dom diverts it uh, into a river with his car yeah, but in between we get a lot of really solid action stuff, and I think that the fact that it keeps almost stopping and then something pushes it over the edge and it keeps rolling, I think that they keep escalating and, and keep making it more exciting. And yeah, I, I thought that was a really solid opening uh, action scene for the movie. Well, I am uh, definitely uh, surprised by you saying that, but fair enough. Uh, no, it was it was exhilarating. Yeah, even though there you have to suspend your disbelief and turn your brain off, but like yes, yeah, no, I was I was yeah, I was happy that you were because I was like, oh man, like you know, barely any CGI, like you know, shaky cam when only necessary, and now it was yeah, all the action was pretty solid when it came to the car action stuff. Oh, I forgot to mention. Yeah, now that we're actually seeing it in a movie theater. I did go over into the corner and they had their little brain check and I yeah, I picked up my ticket and yeah they just took my brain for me so yeah I was much more willing to accept. <laughs> Actually yeah did you enjoy the fact that you're watching all this on screen? Like I'm not saying that you know UHD uh, doesn't do a service to this these films but like wh- how did you feel about watching like this in screen like in a, in a, in a movie theater? Um the only downside is that I was constantly feeling the need to stifle my laughter. A couple times ah, I put okay. my mouth in my, my sleeve. Yes. Just because I was like, oh my god, I can't believe what I'm seeing right now. I noticed that. Um... <laughs> there was a moment when it was during a big shootout, and for apparently no reason, it seemed to have no impact on anything at all. Dom decides to one-handedly lift up a flipped-over car, and he does it. He's just like, oh, this BMW's flipped on its side. Oh, I've only got one hand free. Well, I'll just use this one hand and just lift it and put it back on its wheels. 
Oh, I was I was struggling not to laugh. And don't forget, he bent a steel girder as well. Bent a steel girder, and he never drove that car too. It's just it's just there. <laughs> it's like he's like, oh, this doesn't look quite right. Let me just fix this here. <laughs> I use it as a distraction. He did distract Jason Momoa. He came back later. He's like, oh, by the way, that was awesome. <laughs> I wouldn't say that Momoa's not like in intimidating. I mean, the, the guy's like you know pretty like pretty big. Like he's a he's a pretty big dude. But yeah, obviously because um, because Dom is Superman and he's pretty much the strongest <laughs> character. And seriously, the the Brixton fellow from from oh. Hobson Shaw, I'm pretty sure Dom would probably like dominate, had, like do get get his lunch money from him. <laughs> That's what Dom's superhero name should be, the Dominator. <laughs> I don't I don't know. I I don't I don't think it should be. Personally. <laughs> I feel like that wouldn't that'd be a little bit too like inappropriate, but maybe that's just me. What about Dominion. <laughs> that sounds more villainous. Yeah, I was gonna say the same thing with like domination. It's like, no no no, he's not trying to dominate his enemies in a way. We are the nation of domination. Oh no, sorry. <laughs> Perfect. I wonder. I actually wonder if Reigns is going to show up in like a, one of those sequels, like in in eleven or twelve. Just like if he's if uh, if Hobbs brings in his family. Ah. Could you imagine that? Where like Momo goes? Because I mean, hey, that might be a thing where like you know he threatens Hobbs with you know the rest of the Hobbs family, and so maybe uh, cousin Rome will show up, or cousin sorry Reigns will show up. Yeah, I'm, I'm hoping so. Got my fingers crossed. Um, but speaking of, yeah, you mentioned how Jason Mo was a, a big badass. I did think that he immediately laid down the the charming, Joker-esque villain and, and the intimidating villain in that first scene with Cypher. He just shows up in her base. Although that scene felt a little bit silly, just the way that they had all the guards positioned. They didn't know, know he was coming. And yet the room was just filled with guards, all standing and perfectly aligned for a villain yep. to walk in the middle. Yep. No, that was, yeah, they, again, that was, it was part of the scene. It was just like, the scene requires all of you to, like, be set up like this or else, because it's like, really, why, why does she need all those guards there? Shouldn't they be, like, maybe two at, like, the door and then everybody else downstairs? Said there's, like, one in every second step of the stairway and... <laughs> Unless it was break time or something, I don't know. Maybe. But I did think it was a fun little, uh, it almost felt like an atomic blonde callback, her fight scene during that. Or, uh, you know, some Furiosa bits. Yeah, a little more... I thought the style felt a little more atomic blonde, but... Yeah, no, no, yeah, way more more blonde, of course. I'm just always liking her as Furiosa. Yeah, and I, and I think this is actually the first time that I was like, okay, I feel like they're trying to give Charlize Theron more of a character here. And in general, I think that was one of the, the big standouts here compared to the previous bland few that we've seen uh, from 6 on is they actually stopped and gave people character scenes again. I was like, oh my gosh. They actually, like, had characters talking about stuff. I kind of noticed that when, uh, like, in one of the first scenes where, like, Dom and, and Han are, like, working in the garage or in the garage, I'm like, you know, this yeah. would definitely be, like, if 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 Paul were still with us, Brian, like, this would be Brian. Like, Brian and, and Dom would be talking with each other, but... Uh, in a way, I guess they gave it to Han instead, which is which is definitely nice. You know what yeah. I realized as well? Uh, I remember Han's adopted daughter, or I guess just you know, <laughs> his. Yeah, what happened to her? Oh, I knew you were gonna bring her up. <laughs> uh, oh, good, you you realized that, huh? Well, how come you didn't yeah. say anything? Oh, I was waiting for you. And uh, there you go. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I th I was I was listening to our 
uh, Fast 9 commentary on the way over there. I was doing some soft editing. And I remember you were laying out a list of all the people that you want to come back, and you were mentioning her too. I swear I'm so. still like hoping for Suki and Jimmy. Yeah. Oh, and don't forget um, um, Nikki as well, um, Vince's son. Oh, yeah, uh, Nico, I think. Nico, thank you. Yeah, I said Nikki. I'm sorry. Yeah, Nico. Yeah, hopefully yeah. he mm. shows up. And like I said, I wouldn't mind seeing um, uh, me and her boys because, I mean, they got to be at least around um, little Brian's age now, or little Brian's age, excuse me, if not older. Yeah, I would think older. And how how do you feel about our introduction to little Brian being the him practicing some drifting? And he looks like he's like like eleven years old and he's driving a something that's way too big for him. It looks like I was like, oh my gosh. Okay, yeah, that that I thought he was more eight, but like that also brings up the problem of like, wait, how much time has gone by in this film? <laughs> yeah, it's... In between nine and ten, like, because he was he was walking. Obviously, he was like. Two, one at the most, um, okay. and now he's like it's been six years. I guess they've caught up, maybe finally. But it, it... yeah, oh boy, what's how old is Dom? I guess maybe Diesel's oh. age. I assume I usually put that with all these characters where they're about their actor's age. Well, now that you mention his age, we uh, we do get a reprieve of the the fifth film again. As we return to Rio, and Dom goes and hangs out at that same car club that we that he, we saw in the fifth film. And guess who we see? Yeah, we see that guy again, the one who he beat and they stole his car, or, or I guess won his car. Acquired, acquired, don't worry. They, they won it by, I guess, uh, as part of the street rules. Yeah, and when Dom is there with that crowd, especially, I'm like, wow, he really is like the old guy in the room. Like, he... He's looking way old <laughs> to be hanging out with those 20 year olds. Like I said before, he should probably be hanging, like him and Brian would be probably, and like I guess everybody else and, and Han would probably be hanging out at like a, okay, I'm not going to say seniors car rally, but definitely like, <laughs> oh. like a for their age car rally. Or again, go to, um, what's the race in the desert that we saw Hector in in, in 7? Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, a battle, uh, Battle Wars? Race Wars, Race, Race Wars, Wars, that's what it is. Yeah, yeah, they, they they should be like over in Race Wars because that's like you know their their stuff. But hey, Caleb, guess what we got? A street race. Yeah, and I I was very happy about two elements of that street race. One that we get to see um, a, a Datsun 240Z, uh, a beautiful car. I didn't love the color, but one of my favorite <laughs> types of vehicles. And that it was driven by one of the big standout actresses from uh, the Suicide Squad, James Gunn's Suicide Squad, uh, Ratcatcher 2. Great character in that movie. Uh, very happy to see her return. Huh. Okay, then. That was also... <laughs> so this this whole like film is like stacked with a bunch of DC actors. Oh, yeah. Save for, obviously, the, the, the main protagonist being, you know, a tree. <laughs> yeah, yes. Well, you know, I prefer him as the Iron Giant, but anyway... Yeah, and it turns out that she's Elena's sister. They're once again trying to apologize. We get a big scene with her and Dom. No, no, no. So for for some reason, um, some one of the writers had access to our uh, thoughts and or our podcast early on because they were like, "Oh yeah, I thought that you know when Elena was brought up in five, Caleb was like, 
ah, oh, you know, I thought she, like, Dom was like, I know exactly who you are. And it was like, ah, oh, I thought that Elena was going to be um, Letty's uh... sister. But they were like, oh, we should use that. And so they, they went and quickly, like, wrote that into the film. And somehow they were able to, like, release that before our, our uh, commentary came out. And before the week. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, it turns out Mr. Nobody also has, like, a time travel device. Um, but, but, oh, yeah, I guess I skipped past the race itself. But I quite like, well, quite like, um, when Jason Momo showed up and we had that repeat of the guns all pointing at each other again, and it was way amped up and there was like way more guns. It seemed like everyone had their guns out except for Dom and, and just smiling at them. I, I don't know if you heard me laughing at that too. I thought that scene was just comical. I no, I know I could I can hear you <laughs> snicker, dude. Like I, it's not like I couldn't hear like. <laughs> You were sitting next to me. I could easily hear you snap. But hey, I didn't like find it because I barely like talked to you during that film because yeah, annoyed when well you can't hear me and and two like yeah I just I just stopped. Yeah, that's the thing is I hear you I hear your voice but I it's yeah frequently I can't make out the words you say maybe one or yeah, two. It's, it's fine. Also, I guess they explained something that we were also curious about. Maybe everybody was with um, you were curious about with like are these guys millionaires at all? And that's another thing that's brought up. Um, oh yes. But uh, was what did Dom do with all that money they took from uh, Reyes's safe? Mm. Oh God, no! This that was some complete bullshit. There's there's no way. Yeah, he was like, I burned that money, and I was like, No, what? You burned that? Mo- what are you talking about? <laughs> that. D- See what I was obviously hoping for. What I wanted him to say was, and I gave it back to everybody here, and that's why, like, they, they're all loyal to me. Not, he didn't give it to, like, he basically, like, reimbursed, like, he basically put it back into the system. Not the system, but he gave it to, like, the, the people. Like, he, he gave it to where, like, where it belongs, which is, like, the people. This is the people's money, uh, instead of, like, Reyes's. But, no, instead he burned it instead. So he didn't, he didn't spend it. He didn't give it back to the, um, he didn't give it back to the people. He just burnt it all. It's like, nah, nah, nah. he spent it. That's, that's one of the worst rewrites, and I don't even understand why they would do it. Because, I mean, we remember that movie. He kept talking, oh, one last job, one last job. Oh, yeah. And then once it was done, he was just like, never mind, let me just burn this money. <laughs> <laughs> so what did Brian do with his share then? Also burn it all? In Tej and Rome. <laughs> okay, but, uh, uh, okay, uh, pinpoint on the, uh, point, yeah, put in the pin in just that, that like, burn the money thing, uh, the, 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 the race, just the, the, the quick, you know, from start to finish, point to point race. Hmm. Yeah, no, I think it was a fun race, we, we get to see the, re- the repeat of the, uh, or actually maybe we don't see it then, with the, the NOS. I think maybe that's later. No, no, I'll talk about that in a second. Sure. I'll talk about that not in a second. I'll talk about it later. But like, basically, it's like from you know one side of the street or one from one end of the street to the other. But the thing is, is that Momoa has these mines. He has these explosives planted on both um, uh, uh, Brazil buddy guy's uh, vehicle and then Elena's sister. I forget their names. I'm sorry. Uh, Elena's sister's vehicle. And Dom has to make. He gives uh, Reyes gives him a sadistic choice of. Uh, of choosing who to save. Yep, they were. They put on uh, Batman Forever, and they were like, "Oh, we love this from the climax. Let's just use this." Or you know, the climactic scene from Spider-Man. <laughs> well, yeah, I guess that one too. Yeah, 
the uh, dilemma, whatever you want to call it, where it's like, will you save? I forget what the dilemma I just heard about the other day, but like, will you save one person over, like, one doctor against six doctors? Yeah, and and yeah, Dom chooses Ratcatcher too, and I was like, why would he choose her? Like, he he doesn't even know her. And I was like, oh, I see. Hmm. To which we then go back to Elena's apartment, which looks like it's been left untouched. <laughs> I'm assuming that she's living there, of course, because. I'm like, shouldn't somebody have bought this place out? Yeah, I do like that they, during the race too, though, that uh, Jason Momoa, it was a false choice all along. Because this is all about just torturing Dom. So it was more like, I just want to see which one you're going to choose, but either way, I'm blowing up both cars. Yeah, it's kind of sad, though, that Buddy Guy got blown up, but like... I agree. Fair enough. Yeah, I thought that was too bad, too. Wait, no, you know what? He'll survive. (laughs) Turns out he's Mr. Nobody's best agent. (laughs) <laughs> who isn't the best agent by this point he goes through them quick and then he resurrects them quick um, but yeah that, that scene in Elena's uh, apartment I, again they, they were slowing down and try to give us character moments and I was like okay wow this is a big change for this series at this point and again I like that actress a lot so I was like okay may, maybe she's going to be a part of the family going forward and I'd be happy with that yeah the only you know the smart thing that they should have done was she should have gone with Dom and then she would have gotten herself kidnapped yeah I guess that's yeah well but yeah. hey that's just a plot that's just that's just standard action movie stuff yeah and I think it's maybe after that point or maybe before when uh yeah Little Miss Nobody I think they call her which is a terrible name uh, Brie Larson shows up in Rio and we get her uh look I'm a badass scene as she walks into a bar where she assumes Dom is, and a bunch of people are like, Hey, what are you doing in this bar looking for somebody? Let's kick her ass. And then she lays a smack down on him, and the bartender is so impressed by her beating the hell out of these guys that he just gives her his shotgun. He's like, here, shoot these guys. <laughs> Although, I don't think she does, though. No, she just shoots the ceiling, then hands it back to him. I was like, what the hell? <laughs> Did that bartender know her? <laughs> um... Hey, by the way, guess what? I uh, I enjoyed. Um, I'm gonna call her Brianna. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna call her Brianna. I know that's probably hard for you, but like, no, I'm just gonna call her Brianna because like, if she's again supposed to be like you know counterpoint to or counterpart to Brian, it's like we got Brian oh. and then we have Brianna. <laughs> um, but anyway, no, yeah. So I actually like Brie Larson in this role. What Isaac actually liking Brie Larson? It's like she's probably a decent person. Like, I mean, I don't. I'm not saying that all the rumors or if she's like a terrible person. I don't know. I don't, I can't like verify with that stuff, and I don't want to just like assume get on the hate bandwagon. I don't want to do that. But like, listen, my my only problem with her was that I wanted the role of Captain Marvel to go to one person. They didn't get it, so I'm like, okay, well, I'm just not gonna watch the film because like I wanted that person, and it's not like it's Brie Larson's fault. Which is like, nah, I want that person. That's pretty much it. No, you weren't gonna watch it either way. <laughs> How do you know that? How do you know that? <laughs> It was after 2018. Aha! Wait, no, wasn't it 2018? No, it was 2019. Never mind. There you go. But even still, it's like, there you go. (laughs) But yeah, so we get her scene with Dom. And yeah, that's when he's like, oh, yeah, he mentioned she had a daughter. And they keep talking about him vaguely, like he's dead or something. He's not dead. He's, if, if we know Nick Fury from the comics, like, he's not dead. And I think this was the first scene where they start just using the word the agency over and over. And it's that's the other buzzword. Family gets used all over the place. 
and the agency gets used all over the place and i started to get real tired of that because i was like the agency is such a generic name and so to be throwing that out as much as they do it's it just i was like i ah, come up with something better don't say the agency Onus, like I get that, but I mean it's it's Shield. Like what what else do you want to call it? Like instead of doing the CIA or the uh, FBI, it's no longer the CIA. It's no longer the or not CIA. Sorry, it's no longer the FBI like it was in the first film. It's now the agency because we need random government uh, agency that like hires these guys because they're the Suicide Squad. Well, come up with some name, not not just the agency. Even True Lies had their. Uh... Omega, I can't remember. Omega Force. Omega Force. Give it something. Something stupid. Better than just a bland agency. No, you know what it should stand for? It should be an acronym. Uh, F Facility. Uh, uh, yeah, facility of something AST. AST. F A S T. Uh, oh, oh, I see. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Hi uh, everyone, I apologize. <laughs> uh, um, uh, Federal Agency of Suicide Tasks uh, Task Force or something like that. I don't know. There you go. There you go. Uh, see that would that would if if anybody on like anybody who was involved in the making, and I mean like anybody in those credits or are involved in the making of like the Fast and the Furious series, please, if you're listening to this, please put that in there. <laughs> So now please go to the writers, no matter how, like, you know, what credit you have, like, go to the writers and be like, can we, like, rename this agency as something else? Well, by the way, how'd you feel about, I mean, I guess there's no point really breaking down the plot stuff too much, but what do you think about Brie Larson just automatically assuming that Dom and his crew are innocent? I will, yeah, I will at least, you know, I, I hope that there's an explanation for that in this in the next film i hope they're not doing a pulling another like she's a, a mole or she's a she's a double agent oh. I, I i hope not I, I hope maybe like you know again she got tipped off by her dad or something like that it was a bit of a given but we needed somebody inside of fast to um be be on dom's side because uh, mm. obviously for some reason we want to get rid of bryant even though he would have served okay, but anyways. Um, yeah, Scott Eastwood, he doesn't have the same uh, 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 cachet that he had before. He's not really a, a rising star at this point in his career. <laughs> it's kind of a faded, uh, or a failed star. Failure to launch. No, that kind of sucks, but fair enough. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so Dom directs her to go help Letty at a prison. That's what he wants her to do. And so she goes, and I was a little bit confused how exactly she helps. I guess I guess she ends her up in the infirmary, and so she was also working with Cipher, which is weird. Yeah, or at least using Cipher for to help Letty. I guess. I, I don't know. Like maybe <laughs> I yeah. I'm not too sure. Again, maybe they'll they are keeping a lot of details vague and ambiguous, but. We'll, yeah. we'll get more on that, but I think we're also forgetting about, uh, I know we shouldn't be, like, you know, just, I mean, we're throwing everything out, at, like, at the kitchen sink, but um, yeah. let's, we also forgot about um, the Fall Guys, that being Han, uh, Ramses, Tej, and Rome. Like, what's happening with them? Yeah. Yeah, so, uh, I guess to get them out of Rome, Rome decides, okay, let's hop on this bunk, let's hop on this, uh, this uh big what do you call those ships transport ship container yeah and so they head back to london 
And so once they're there, even though he's the he's the guy in charge, he's the dom of this mission. Uh, Ramsey decides, okay, I think I can know something I can do to help us. I think they're trying to regain the God's Eye. Is that what they're doing by going to that hacker shop? So, um, yes. Well, so what? Okay, so what happened? Is, so God's Eye uh, is in control of Fast. Fast has it under this, you know, this new guy, Hobbs 3.0. We'll talk about him soon. Um, but uh, that's what Brianna has taken. She took uh, God's Eye because. Fast wants to use it to find Dom and his crew, but she has it. She she hold she's holding it uh, so that Fast doesn't get a um, uh, have their hands on it, and else or else like you know they all just find Dom. So it's like all right, at least they're covering their bases there. Eventually they get it back from her, but yeah, that's pardon me, that, that doesn't matter. All right, that's, that's neither here nor there. It just that happens. Uh, but meanwhile, in the meantime, yeah, they, Dom's crew, the the rest of like Rome's crew, I guess. Uh, the other the, the other guys, they're there. And they find that all their money is gone. Like, all their bank accounts, like, everything, like, all dollar they've ever earned or stolen or whatever yeah. uh, from the past, like, you know, ten movies is all gone. Like, it's, it's gone. And it's being used to fuel all these mercenaries, uh, to, to, like, hire mercenaries to find and capture them. And they discover this uh, when, oh, is it either when they go see... Um, Shaw Deckard, or is it when they see Pete Davidson? I think it's, I think it's before. It's before, yeah. No, it's before. Yeah, and then that's when they head over to Pete Davidson's place because I yep. remember that once they get there, because we get this actually genuinely funny bit where they discover that all their money's gone, and Rome's like, he he's not worried, and they're like, why aren't you worried about this? And he's like, it's not all my money. Then he unzips his shirt and he's just covered in bills, <laughs> and I I couldn't help laughing there too. And I was like, this is a combination of uh, I, a useful, the, the fact that he kept that money, but at the same time, is this guy a fucking moron? <laughs> like, he's got all of his money on him. <laughs> is that all I'm of his sorry, money? I'm sorry, did I just hear Caleb uh, say with his, like, from his mouth, uh, funny and Rome in the same sentence? <laughs> hey, he was, he had some funny bits in that first, uh, uh, Too Fast, Too Furious. We're not talking about Too Fast here, <laughs> even though it's superior to these films. I'm just talking about, like, you know, just you know, you've you've been like on his like hide for these past like yeah. four Fast and Furious films. So it's just like like I, I thought you were like gonna tear Rome another one this time, but it doesn't seem like it. I mean, no, it's not. No, I mean, it's not like he didn't have his moments, but like still. Yeah, I think you watched the movie. I mean, or I know you watched the movie. <laughs> I think. I mean, did, did you see a difference here with the treatment of Rome compared to the last few? I mean, did you like that him and Tej made up? Or at least, like, you know, kind of embraced? Well, that I thought was phony. I thought that was some phony shit. Ah, interesting. Okay. I mean, no, it's, it's the same thing. This time they didn't subject us to, like, hey, guys, I think we're invincible. No. But what they did do is they, they tried to do a little bit of that in the previous movie. And it didn't work. But they finally realized that, okay, we've, we've completely embarrassed this character and turned him into a fool. Let's at least make him competent and just arrogant and stupid. Like, he's a cross between stupid, arrogant, and competent this time. Before, he was just stupid, arrogant, and, yeah, a fool. He was the jokester. The Jar Jar Binks, who couldn't do anything right. So the fact that he's a fool who he's carrying around seemingly thousands, potentially hundreds of thousands of dollars just on his person at all times. I mean, that's just completely ridiculous. Yeah, it's, it's not like in 
Back to the Future Part 2, where Doc Brown has a bunch of, like, money from different eras that he just keeps, like, you know, in case he has to, like, you know, travel in a timeline, which is kind of cool. Uh, that's, it's different. It's just, like, he has this on his person at all times. It's, like, kind of ridiculous, but... Oh, it's completely ridiculous, but... But yet it, it works in this in this moment. Yeah, he's the one that they have to rely on. Go go gadget wallet or bank. And what I like is it's a tool for them to really highlight that Tej he's just a, a huge, unlikable asshole and a bitter person who he thinks that he's so smart and hates Tej or hates Rome because he's like Rome's just this stupid moron and he hates any time that Rome has the option or the ability to one up him. So the fact that Rome's like, oh yeah, here, I'll lend you guys this money. Just, you know, I want those receipts. And Tej is like, you want receipts? You motherfucker. And even when they're at Pete Davidson's place and um, Rome is trying to pay him off, trying to bribe him, Tej just comes over and grabs his money and just like throws it at him. He's like, just give him whatever he wants. And it's like, whoa, this is his money, dude. You can't just be throwing yourself around like this. <laughs> I just I do wonder what they'll do in the next film. Uh, maybe they'll kill off Tej. No, I know they never will. <laughs> uh, something must have happened between like too fa- like too fast and and Fast Five, where like they must have said something about his mama or something like that. Like something must have not gone down in, in back in Miami. We don't we don't talk about Miami. See, I think when he was in Miami, he was like a chill kind of guy, and then he turned to like a tech bro. He went to Silicon Valley and it just changed him. He became like, oh, I look down on the lower intellects. That's why he's always bullying Rome. Yeah, maybe like he was tired of like, you know, all these, you know, people that act like Rome. He's like, I'm going to like, you know, um, I'm going to better myself. And so he did. That's where he went to Silicon Valley. And then the 2008 stock market crashed. (laughs) Oh, crap. Yeah, that's what made him bitter. Yeah. It's been bitter ever since. And speaking of character, them giving moments for characters... Yeah, this 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 conflict with Rome and Tej that's been, you know, it's it's been there for a long time and it's just gotten uglier and uglier. It finally comes to blows and they get into this fight. And Ramsey, she asks Han like, "Oh, should we do something?" And Han, because again, they're they're doing a good job remembering what these character traits were. And so Han, when they show up in this this shop, he he's always a a nibbler. He's always looking for snacks. And Pete Davidson's got some muffins there, and he starts nibbling on that, and it turns out that they're, uh, yeah, they're laced with some magic mushrooms or LSD or something, and so he's tripping hard, and he's just like, oh, let's, yeah, just leave them, and I thought that was a, an odd little bit to, to make, to throw in there, just an odd joke, but I thought it worked as well. I didn't mind, yeah, that Han screwed himself over by that a little bit. Yeah, it was kind of, well, I think what was more random is just like, and all of a sudden, like, they... Ramsey's like, I know a guy. It's like, Pete Davidson, everybody. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's just a weird cameo. And he's a... Why was he in England? He's not a Brit. <laughs> yeah, like... Did they teleport... Somehow they teleported to Brooklyn, or... Sorry, wherever... Staten Island, or wherever Pete's eh. from. Yeah, and I guess there's plenty of Americans living in England, but it was just, you know, an unexpected cameo. And a, yeah, a weird that's... place for him to show up. Hey, I'm, I have nothing against the guy. I'm just like, huh, that was random. Yeah. I don't know if it's as random as, um, oh, what's his name showing up in the first one? What was the guy's name? Not, not Bow Wow, that was in three. 
the other rapper. Um, oh, Busta? Busta Rhymes? Busta Rhymes. He wasn't in the first one, was he? Oh, wait, no, yeah, he wasn't in that. It was the other guy. They're, uh, I think they're rivals, the two of them. Um, oh, crap, what was his name? Yeah, I can't for <laughs> I'm sorry, but like, real bud, I, for I forgot. Uh, I literally had him, like, I remember oh. his name the other day. I was like, Ja Rule? Yeah, it's Ja Rule. Actually, it's 50 Cent. Yeah, 50 and him had a big rival. Rivalry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Him and, yeah, yeah. No, ja Rule, yeah, like, it's not like Ja Rule. I don't know. But it's, it's just weird. Yeah, just Pete Davidson shows that, and then he, like, sells them out. He's like, yeah, you guys got a lot of money. Um, but anyway, so then we get a scene where Han's like, I know a guy. And what do we get? We get none other than the mid credit scene from the previous film where Han opens up the door, knocks on the door to Shaw's hideout or wherever. And is like, hey, like, you, you immediately think, like, oh, it's, uh, it's, they're gonna, like, Han's gonna beat him up. But no, it's, I, I kind of like that. It's, it's, it's just like in, um, what the hey was that film? It was like in Ant-Man where the mid credit scene for that movie was a preview for Civil War. Like just that scene where uh, Falcon and Cap have Bucky in that vice uh, in somewhere in that like industrial oh, park. Oh, yeah. It mm -hmm. was, it was kind of like that. I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. We kind of did that finally here. So I appreciated that. Yeah, no, that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I like the way that they play with that because we saw in that little cut scene that he was punching a punching bag with a human being in it. And they play with that that guy too a little bit, and yeah, I thought that was fun. And I think that actually the action scene is well done when it's first him beating on Han and Han's trying to explain, and Han's like, "Oh, you you fucked up my snacks here." Uh. And then once the agency shows up, yeah, I think Jason Statham can just carry those action pieces quite well. Yeah, no, I I definitely agree. Uh, and again, Momoa's going after everybody who was ever associated with. Uh, with 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 uh with Dom, yeah, and that includes extended people. So that means that both like the Deckard family, uh, our clan as well as in jeopardy, including um, Madeline, I believe. Uh, Madeline or yep, yeah, that sounds right. Yeah, Madeline. Yeah, Madeline. Uh, and she had a quick, brief cameo in in uh, when she was in. Just quickly showed up in Venice for some reason, or not Venice. Sorry, uh, about the rug. Rome, yeah. Oh, yeah, the scene with yeah Dom, Telomir in there, yeah. Just showed up immediately afterwards, like, she knew exactly where he was. And it seemed like he put some, like, feelers out to some sort of network and called her over. She gave him the updates. That's why he found out that Letty was in prison, and, yeah. Yeah, the Vatican, though. Like, things just happen so quickly, unless it's been, like, it was a few days. Yeah, and she was building up Jason Mo too, like, we've never seen anyone like him, you know, you should hide. I was like, oh, man, they're really going out of their way to tell us this is the biggest bad that they've seen <laughs> so basically yeah the uh the rest of dom's crew is with uh deckard again so maybe the shaw clan will be involved but that's where we left them off until like they got on a plane and were then shot down by a uh, hobbs 3.0 i guess we could quickly talk about him <laughs> yeah yeah I, uh he's definitely been hitting the gym since he finished with his aquaman role in smallville he looks dramatically, dramatically different. And he feels, the character feels generic. It, I mean, they've had this problem throughout Fast and Furious of introducing us to new side characters in just the most bland way. And if this guy's going to continue, which I don't know if he will, yeah, he comes across as pretty forgettable here. Well, the new thing they do is that he 
again, brings up, like every villain does, he brings up, you know, the, the audience, you know, criticisms, like, they, they're just a mouthpiece. The, the, the antagonists of this franchise are a mouthpiece for the audience. You know, they started off, you know, hijacking DVD players and that this, that. We see old footage of everything. Uh, blah, 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 this. And I'm not, I don't like barbecues, all that stuff. And he's against Brianna. And he's the one that wants to use God's Eye to find Dom. Uh, no, like, that's where Brianna took the God's Eye, I guess, hardware. And uh you think they'd copy it by now but i guess it's uncopyable <laughs> um <laughs> and turns out on the sh- when they're back in brazil on the shootout between uh on the same bridge you know this uh jason between um reyes and dom uh, is when uh yeah, when when this hobbs 3.0 character uh, is like all right dom i'm gonna be with you i'm gonna, I'm gonna join you and the way he said i was like Okay, that was like too obvious, but okay, whatever. Like, I don't know. Like, I thought you said he didn't like barbecues, and of course, you know, you think he's working with Dom the whole time, and then it turns out no, he was working with uh, Reyes the entire time. Yep. Yeah, and he gets. Yeah, we see him get shot, and then Ratcatcher two gets shot, or actually, is it Brie Larson who gets shot? Brie Lar- yeah, Brianna gets sh- shot. Yeah, and I'm sorry, I don't remember that character's name that's why i keep calling her rat catcher too i don't remember her character's name i actually don't remember either so that's <laughs> a perfectly serviceable name for now yeah and dom blocks the shot and protects her and yeah and that's basically the end of brie larson for this movie too she's she's gone but i guess the other guy was just maybe he was just pretending to be shot because he comes back later oh certainly and uh oh i uh, i want to mention about I, I guess we should probably get to jacob again soon but yep before that i did want to say yeah, back in the prison with Letty and, and Cypher. When we see the two of them laid out in the bed, and then Cypher somehow, and again, I don't know if uh, Little Miss Nobody or Brianna, I don't know if she was responsible for this, but when I was watching it, it seemed like somehow Cypher managed from that bed to hack into their, their, I don't know, I, I was so confused. Network, and or just like, yeah, the server to like pump anesthetic gas into the control room yeah again the plot the plot told her to and so she did what the plot said yeah with two wires she managed to hack in and get them all gassed and killed <laughs> and uh, for yourself yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy um anyways actually what i thought was happening was mm. even though they're getting patched up with like like science fiction uh technology i thought they were being um, super soldiered, like uh, Brixton was in, uh, in in Hobbs and Shaw. Oh yeah, no that yeah I could see that turning him into. See, I feel like I wonder if they're gonna bring elements of that into like eleven and twelve, or if that's just like its own thing. Hmm. Yeah, I wonder. Yeah, because we know that super soldiers exist in this world. Yeah, and other science fiction tech. Yeah, we have you know t- uh, we have God's eye. So like you know. So, like, so, we haven't done AI yet, so that's what. I mean, hey, was is the next few movies going to be written by AI? Who knows? So it's like, it's, could you imagine if like Dom goes against an AI? Oh no, that's when they've gone too far. Save it for little Brian when he gets older. He can yeah, save it for the Netflix series. Yeah, once we're going to the moon, they'll, they'll still be doing Fast and Furious, and they're like way in the future. You know, that was the thing I was thinking of. I'm like, okay, so if Moa's targeting, you know, every associate of, of Dom's, what's, what, like, 
I don't. I'm not demanding this. I, I obviously shouldn't, but I, I I am curious as to what Brian, like the actual Brian, like what he's doing right now. Because he's got two kids, and we saw, uh, we saw Mia, uh, in the house, like visiting again. Yeah. And we saw an empty seat, which was obviously Brian, but he was coming at that point. But I'm like, so, this is actually the perfect opportunity for either like an animated series or like a comic book where we see the escapades of what brian's doing yeah or even a video game well i guess if he's just at home doing like being a dad i guess that's not very interesting but i mean like during because he's being hunted right oh like, there's no mm-hmm. way he's not being hunted right like yeah I, this is where a video game would be like i would definitely love to either watch watch or watch read or play that <laughs> Yeah, they must have been considering what to, because they never dropped a line, and they've been, they've been dropping lines about that stuff in the other movies. So, yeah, it makes me wonder. That's the thing, like, what the hey? Why aren't they doing a? Okay, obviously, I, I'm not gatekeeper. I shouldn't gatekeep or anything. I don't know better than these guys, but like, yeah, a, a comic book or like even a novel, or this would be perfect for, or. Or potentially they're not dropping lines because they're planning to do it in the next film. <laughs> there's that too. Yeah, no, there's there's that too where we see oh. CGI face like on screen. Yeah, bringing one of his brothers again. Or both. <laughs> or both. Who do you think, despite other than his brothers, and I'm not like throwing his brothers in the bus, who do you think looks the closest in like a Hollywood's like, what actor do you think could portray Paul Walker? Uh, no one comes to mind. I can't think of any that really look or carry his vibe. I know I'm saying, I know I've like probably said it over the past, you know, few movies we've seen him, but like, I think closest one is Jake Gyllenhaal. I feel like their facial structures are almost similar. I could see it a little bit, yeah. Came from the same era of Hollywood too. Certainly. I came up at the same time, yeah. Is he the same age? I feel like they're a bit like, there's an age gap. I would think roughly the same age. Maybe Paul Walker was a bit older. Yeah, because how old was he in Donnie Darko? Uh, yeah, he was quite young. Okay. Maybe like, maybe like 19, 18, 19, maybe. Yeah, no, Paul was, <laughs> you were watching Paul back in the 90s, so like, there's there's some, but hey, yeah, I think Joe well, he's kind of busy with Roadhouse, so never mind. Like a Roadhouse remake? Oh, you don't know about that? No, oh boy. Yeah, yeah, him and Conor McGregor in the next, the, 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 the Roadhouse remake. Oh my god, well, it's finally our excuse to do Roadhouse. <laughs> I, yeah, I have no problem with that, but um, back to this movie. Um, so yeah, I'm, other than that, yeah, like, so Mia survives, thankfully, and doesn't get taken, but yeah, Re- Reyes is, like, Dante really wants to, you know, basically kill uh, little Brian, because, you know. Yeah. Yeah, Dom killed his dad, or, you know, indirectly killed his dad, and so he wants to kill little Brian. And so the other plot... Did you feel at all like, you know, we were we were like uh, jumping from everybody, like, like we were jumping too much to everybody, or do you feel it was like handled well? Um, the movie was definitely overstuffed. I feel like tonally, I liked the different different vibes of each group. Everyone felt like they had very different things going on, and I think that had a fun kind of uh, episodic quality to it. Okay, and it did make me think. Maybe like halfway through, I started to be like, oh, like, I don't know. It feels like there's too much going on here for them to wrap this up properly. Like, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen here with all this. So. And then like the first film, they actually were like, hey, let's take a page of the first film and end on a cliffhanger. <laughs> or I guess four. 
Yeah, that one actually, that one felt, yeah, resolved in a way. Yeah, like, one is resolved. We're not getting to that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we are, go listen to our first, our, our original commentary go. on that. <laughs> but I, you know, they gave Mia an action scene again. You know, they, they, they try with her. And she seems like she's game for it, but it's not always the most convincing. <laughs> I, but, yeah, Jordan, Jordana does her, like, honest to goodness best, but like, you know. Yeah, yeah. But I think that uh, they really gave us uh, another semi-John Wick-style action scene with uh, Jacob. Just the way he was going through and executing all those guys. I feel like they were trying to capture a John Wick flavor with that action scene. Certainly, but there was too many close-ups and some cuts as well. That uh, yeah. kind of yeah. prevent it from being full John Wick. But you're definitely right that they were uh, using John Wick as an influence. You're absolutely right there. Yeah, and John Cena, he's... Again, a completely different character now. Now he's the fun uncle. Now he's basically a lighter version of Peacemaker in terms of the, the more fun part of Peacemaker, not the dark, extremely violent side of him. <laughs> or asshole side of him. I mean, the dad in this in this universe was not a KKK supporter or whatever he is in Peacemaker. Yeah. Yeah, no, John Cena is a good guy. Like, I don't think I really have any problems with any of the cast here, for good sake. I think they're all like, well... Diesel may have an overinflated ego, though. <laughs> unless I'm just not... Um, unless I'm, like, missing something. I was even thinking when we were watching the movie, I was like, I wonder if the reason that he's isolated all to himself in this is because he didn't want to share the screen with other people. Oh, boy. Or if he was given too much tough love and the other folks were like, ah, we want some time away. From <laughs> it's like, I mean, love. I wouldn't... I'm with them if, like, you know, if to bring his ego down, like, guys, leave. Unless you guys signed a contract to, like, finish this till the end and he keeps roping you. Like, that's kind of abusive. Like, he he made them all sign a contract. It's like, no, we're, keep, we're, we're still doing, like, these other films. It's like, jeez, Dom, like, or jeez, Vince, like, give us, like, let us out. <laughs> oh, no. Or Vince, sorry. I'm trapped in there. <laughs> that's not a good thing. But anyways, sorry. Yeah, I like their, their little scene on the plane when they, uh, do their little James Bond spy plane. I thought that was kind of cool too. That was so funny because as soon as he uh, he brought out, you know, he had the, the, the like what looked like a uh, kayak. I was like, that's not a kayak. That's gonna be like either weapon or something else. I was not expecting it to be a uh, you know small jet plane from No Time to Die or stealth plane or whatever it was. It was kind of weird. There was a jarring juxt- or there, there was a there was a jarring like contrast between like real world slash old world and then new world it's like like technology and then like old. yeah like, like we, we, we would go to brazil we would go like to the slums and then we'd go to like the vatican which has got a lot of old like architecture and then we would see all like being like antarctica and inside the fast and we see like you know their you know medical lab with high uh high tech te- or yeah, high tech stuff uh, so it's like it was kind of weird i was i was like very like I, I noticed that i was like is that a thing they're talking about in this movie or, or what yeah i'd even do things like we'd see ramsey you know trying to do um some hacking and then we cut over to john cena and he's still got tapes in his old uh in his old mustang he's popping tapes in his tape deck yep i was like oh man yeah yeah, and that Mustang, you're absolutely right. And then, like, whatever Hobbs 3.0 is doing with, like, you know, being in, in part of Fast and their, like, Quinjet or Helicarrier or whatever. Yeah, and that whole that whole him doing, playing the music and singing along and explaining why I love that stuff. 
there's so much of that in, in Peacemaker. It almost it almost makes you wonder if John Cena, because I thought that was just a James Gunn thing. Because James Gunn's obsessed with music. I was almost like, oh, I I don't know if they were just feeding off that from that that show, or if this is maybe something that Cena has as well. Who do you think is more into music, uh, or has a more? I, everybody's obsessed with music. We're not gonna say that, but like with directors, who do you think is more focused on music? James Gunn or Tarantino? Well, that's a good question. Because um, I, I maybe this is not fair to Gunn because I obviously want to give him the benefit of the doubt, but I, I think like maybe just because Tarantino's done a lot more films that are, I guess, more memorable. But like, yeah, I think Tarantino has it for me at least. Yeah, it could be. Uh, if you ever watch Peacemaker, there's one episode that the, the show typically doesn't have like bonus, like end stingers. But in one episode, they go off on a little... Two characters get into a very heated argument about musicians and albums. And they're like yelling at each other and then it cuts away and we do something else. And then we get like an eight minute long stinger after the episode's over. And it's just them going on and on for ages about music. <laughs> I was like, oh my god, like this is some... Yeah, this is getting some deep stuff here. Did they do a musical episode? Uh, if, you, if you haven't seen the opening to Peacemaker, even if you're not interested in watching that show... Look up that opening uh, number that they do. They all do a big dance number to this song, and it's it's great. All the characters are in there, even uh, Robert Patrick, and they're all doing their little dances. I, it's just I I couldn't stop watching that thing after I finished that show. It's it's fantastic. All right. Anyways, um, <laughs> what did you think of what did you think of Little Brian? Uh, I'm not. Uh, it's, maybe it's the introducing us to new character syndrome with with this series, but. Yeah, I'm not impressed uh, just from this movie. Maybe they could do something with him, but all the scenes that he was in, I was looking at John Cena and just kind of, yeah, he was just uh, assisting him. Yeah, that's that's totally true. By the way, when they were in either the Mexican airport or they were going into the airport, did you notice those two people who they bumped into? No, no, I didn't. Mm. It, it was the the girl. I was like, "Is that who I think it is?" And I looked it up. It was uh, it was Debbie Ryan. I was like, "What the hey?" Debbie Ryan. Oh, oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that's no. I definitely didn't notice that. Mm. Yeah, no. I was like, I think I know that hair and her face for anywhere. I'm like, holy smokes! And it was some other guy, Josh something. I I don't remember. Like they, they but they played themselves. Excuse me. Weird. Huh. <laughs> I guess it makes sense that I would notice it. Yeah, maybe these are. People that I vaguely know from yeah, things that I've yeah, not really paid that much attention to, but <laughs> yeah, no. Um, but anyways, so, well, actually, we had a we had another face that I didn't even so I I knew that they were in the film, but I forgot about it. But they did end up showing up, and I wonder if they'll show up in the next film or not. But we had Paul Walker's daughter in the film. Oh wow. Mm. Was she playing a character or just like a cameo? Uh, like character cameo? I don't really, I really know. Uh, she was a stewardess. Oh, okay, yeah. Mm. Yeah, when uh, she, when when John was like, <laughs> when 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 Jacob was like, I have like friends and you know, I you know, I was I was a spy. I, like went all over. Oh. I actually half expected to like see um, Kevin Hart show up again. <laughs> like. Uh <-huh. laughs> That actually would have been appropriate, just to have him be a marshal again. But I would have smiled. Actually, I would have liked that. Yeah, and, but yeah, that um, that um, uh, what what the heck is her name? I don't. Even... 
I'm sorry, Paul, I forgot your daughter's name, but uh, whatever her name is, yeah, she uh, she showed up as a stewardess, so I wonder if she'll show up again later on. Yeah, yeah maybe that was her setup. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it's, uh, Jacob, he takes little Brian back to their, their little hideout that they had in Fast 9. I'm not sure why they chose to go back there, but they're there very briefly. But we see that I guess Jacob's been living there or hanging out there, and he's got this... This car he's been designing. He's been hanging out with the guys from Fast 3, uh, Sean and Little Bow Wow, and yeah, they've been helping him design this this uh, rocket launcher car. Yeah, it shoots like propane tanks. Yeah, and I think that led to a fun little action scene there. It was a silly scene. I was laughing too with that, but it was fun. Yeah, no, I, I still I still don't think he's dead. No, yeah, no, I I mean I it does I guess all the deaths feel like real deaths, but. Yeah, no one's ever really gone at this point, so... Yeah, no one's, no one's ever really gone. They're pulling <laughs> the rug out from other us. They, they really like doing that. And the funny thing is, is I think at the time, they think it is a real death, and then they just change their mind on the next production. Oh, that's literally it. They just, like, <laughs> and rewrite. <laughs> It'll be cool. Let's bring this character back for no apparent reason. No one will expect it. Well, you've done it four other times. Ah, that, that'll trick them even more. But anyway, this this chase, yeah, Dom eventually ends up. He's he's on the fast um, uh, cargo plane. He gets off relatively. I don't know about realistic, but uh, he he like drops down again without a parachute. It's like Captain America. It's like in Winter Soldier. It's like, sir, you didn't have a parachute. That's the point. <laughs> um, and then yeah, Dom races in his dad's charger because of course, and because that that beast won't die. And, um, yeah, basically gets little Brian back. Jacob sacrifices himself. Mm. And basically, yeah, um, he, uh, cause it gets, gets little Brian back after he was, and uh, ended up in Dante's car. And then of course, good old Dom gets his car hooked up by two helicopters with grappling hooks. Oh. And then, because with the power of the that Dodge, whatever it is, is that that good old Dodge with its infinite amount of horsepower, brings down both helicopters in a scene similar to, or and then like you know drags them in a scene similar to Fast Five. I at least like that part. I know it's unrealistic, but I'm like, yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, they were trying. Yeah, I didn't. And then he, and then, or oh, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, I didn't mind that bit. But yeah, that's all I was going to say. <laughs> and then they end up over on a dam. Hmm. This is where the reveal of uh, Hobbs 3.0 is is working with uh, Reyes. They, they established themselves 10 years ago. Uh, that was what Jason was do doing the whole time there. Uh, and then shoots down. Because Hobbs keeps saying, like, I'll give him this. I like that. He's feeding... Um, Jason Momoa information rather than like just Dom. I mean, maybe that's too easy, but I'm like, all right, that kind of that's smart. Where he's like, he's repeating all this because not to the audience, but to raise his character. I'm like, all right, I think that works. I don't know what do you think. Yeah, no, no, I think that works too. I agree. Uh, and then Dante's like, this is exactly where I want you to be, Dom. This is where I've wanted you to be all this time. Uh... I'm gonna blow it up. I'm gonna blow up the Earth, Belloc. Uh -huh. <laughs> and like like has two remote uh, controlled 
tanker trucks full of gas that is about to, you know, cream into Dom and Lobrine. And then the best part, I think, for me of the film is what does Dom do? Does what he did in <laughs> Seven, which is he just goes down the dam. But it's not what it's not that. It's the fact that he uh, gets some NOS into the vehicle. And then we see the scene. We see the NOS go into the in tank and the the engine itself, and we see the flames kind of. I, I was I was cheering at I, I don't know I wasn't cheering, but I was like, yes, let's go. And I've missed that for so long. It does the impossible, of course, and runs down the dam. Yeah. And then drops his dad's car in the river. Of course, it's gonna show up in the next film. <laughs> mm-hmm. And uh, and the cliffhanger is. Dante then, uh, what was it, presses a button and activates all the explosives on the bridge or on the dam and breaks the dam. Yeah, it turns out it was Chekhov's little bombs. He knew that Dom might do that, and so he extra prepared. <laughs> and then the, uh, the the end bit, or the mid-credits scene with the rock is, is there. Yeah, and in, in the, I guess, I can't remember if it comes before that when we get the Giselle reveal. Yeah, that was... Right before, I think, uh, Dom goes down the dam. Yeah, because even though Letty and Cypher, we saw them have a big fight, and Letty tried to escape the base on her own and discovered it was in Antarctica. <laughs> or she doesn't know that part, but we know. <laughs> Can I just say that was awesome? That she she walks up this like ventilation shaft, like any video game character would, and she she gets out of this hatch. She looks she looks around. She's like, ah, crap. Yeah, then the big title thing pops up on the screen, Antarctica. It's like, oh, fuck. Done. Antarctica's <laughs> like... Alright, I'm like... Even though she doesn't know that in-universe, that was funny for... I, I, I found that funny. Yeah. And so, yeah, that, that was the way that they teamed those two up. And I don't know why. I mean, Cypher... I, they, they've uh, they've changed some villainous characters around and made them more good. Uh, but Cypher in particular, unless they're going to come around and say Elena didn't die, I don't know how you redeem this character so she got shot in the side <laughs> of the face like i didn't obviously we didn't see a bot i swear if they're going with the did you see a body logic i'm i don't know what i'm gonna do i don't know what i'm gonna do there's nothing to do at this point of the series it's just you gotta throw your hands in the air and just okay now, yes <laughs> yeah that's where we are oh boy oh brother okay well anyway i'm i'm definitely feeling this movie we just spoiled everything but um yeah, we said spoilers. <laughs> we did, but I've just like we talked about the entire film almost. <laughs> and yeah, we're all this far, but um, as for the commentary, um, look for it in two years. I know that sounds kind of like what? Like no, we yeah 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 we promised each other that we wouldn't do this until like two years from now. So like, <laughs> no no yeah we're gonna we're gonna literally forget about this in two years. <laughs> I'll do some programming notes for us. Yes, yeah, since since Isaac has committed us to this series. We are planning to return and do a Fast 10 commentary just to fit the, the the series trademark. And at that time, we're planning to do the Fast and the Furious, the original Roger Corman film. Uh, we discussed that. And I don't remember if we discussed doing a commentary or discussion. Uh, that's to be announced. That, that'll definitely, yeah. you know. Tune in over. in two years. <laughs> yeah, yeah wait. Oh, they haven't actually given us a date for 11. So that's, uh, yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, and then we'll do the same format that we're doing for this for Fast 11 at that time. In 2027. Oh, boy. 2025, I think. <laughs> oh, yeah. 
Yeah, that's right. Unless they do something for 27. Why do I think it's 27? Uh, tw- trust me, I have I have a plan for 2027. Oh, my God. <laughs> that's so far away from now. Yeah, I know it is, but it's, you know, it's a culmination of what happens the next year. Oh, yes. Okay, yeah, we'll yep. see that. But... Yep, you know exactly what it is. Anyway, yeah. um, so what did you think of the director, at least, uh, before we, we end? Yeah, what did you think of the director of this piece? And maybe some of the writers as well. Because we didn't have, we had Chris Morgan as the producer, but he was not uh, the writer in this case. Yeah, Louis Lettier. Um, I haven't looked him up, but I know that I know at least two things that he's done. Um, I believe he did that Jumper movie, which I was not, oh. not a fan of. Wow, the one with Christensen? Yeah. Wow, that was that was a long time ago. There was something else that he did that was really generic, and actually, no, I don't know. I'm, I'm trying to think what he did. Maybe I should just look him up. But before I do, I'll, I will say there's at least one thing that he's done that I absolutely love and love him for, and that was the... Uh, Dark Hurstle Age Resistance. Oh, right. Did he direct all of them, or was he one of the uh, directors of the piece? Oh, he was the creator of that show, and yes, he directed all the episodes. Oh, interesting. Quite random, actually. Very random, and I was like, when I found out it was him, because I think I mentioned that, that I followed that production maybe closer than anything I've... any show. And so when he was attached, I was like, uh, I don't, like, really? that The guy from Jumper? I think he may have directed the Incredible Hulk MCU movie. I think that was the other one I was thinking of. That was him? Oh, man. What a what a career that guy's had, eh? Yeah, I've been trying to look him up, but I don't know how to spell his name. I guess I just put in Fast X. Yeah, just Fast X IMDb <laughs> and then, like, find him. But you know. I apologize, Louis uh, Letterer. Letter, I don't know how to say his name either, or pronounce it, or spell it. Is it with a, does his last name start with an F, or am I just, like, confused? No, it's... I think he's French. Ah, uh, okay. It may be Louis uh, Lettier. Ah, or Louis, yeah. Oh, yeah, looks like he did direct that, that Hulk movie. Oh, my God, and Clash of the Titans. Ooh. The remake. Ooh. Oh, and actually, oh, this is interesting. He directed Transporter 1 and 2. Hmm. Oh, wow, so reuniting him with uh, with, J- with Statham, eh? Yeah, that's interesting, huh? Well, I'll be darned. That's, wow. Yeah, nothing else notable, really. <laughs> Oh, and this movie also kind of gave us another hint of uh, re, uh, um, what, what is it, a uh, uh, reunion between like cast members of the Italian Job, just because we had uh, that Good Vibrations <laughs> uh, song playing. Oh, I don't remember that. Hmm. No, you know the one that um, that John Cena was listening to. Oh, okay, yes. Okay. Yeah, you know <laughs> the the guy who sang it was you know a, a model, an underwear model. Oh yes, he said Marky Mark. Yeah, or he didn't say it, but yeah, just I assumed. No, no, no. I don't. I don't know if you actually can. I have, I have no idea. Max Payne himself. I'm sure he could say Marky Mark. Yeah, no one would. Yeah. Is that public domain, or will like uh, Cade Yeager come after us with his Transformers, like <laughs> League of Army of Transformers? Oh, he's done with the Transformers now. Is he? Is it anyway? But yeah, no. I w- I would say, again, if you can accept a movie like this at this point, because. As much fun as we're having, if we just went from Fast and Furious 1 and then put this on, I think me and you would just be like, whoa, what the fuck? Fuck this. This, this is some craziness. What's going on here? I would kind of love to do that with somebody. I don't know how, but I'd love to like get them to watch Fast 1 say, like, all right, this is a decently quality film. And be like, all right, I'm going to show you Fast X. And they're like, what the flip are you showing me? <laughs> but they couldn't even understand how 
completely absurd it had gotten because they wouldn't know about all the deaths and rebirths. <laughs> like, like where's where's Vince? Where's Leon? Where's well, okay, Jimmy died or Johnny died. So not Johnny. Whatever's Jesse. Jesse died. Sweet Jesus. Um, and where's where's Brian? Yeah. Or, or okay. Well, that's that's kind of obvious. <laughs> yeah. What you should do is you should show them one, three, four. And then six. Only show them the odd ones. No, no, show, yeah. them, show them the odd ones. Show them the ones where people die, and then show them this movie, and they'd be like, what? This person died in that one. This person died here. What the hell? Could you imagine if you, like, did instead, like, you, you showed somebody the odds and the evens only? <laughs> so you start somebody off with two, and then go, for, like, two, four, six, eight, ten. Oh. <laughs> then you do one, three, five, seven. <laughs> I don't know where we put uh, Hobbs and Shaw, but, like, that's... That would just be hilarious. See, everyone, this this is what happens after you do all these Fast and Furious movies. Now we're throwing out crazy ideas like that. Because this series drove us crazy. <laughs> I still feel like I have more sanity than I did with Transformers. But, or, sorry, Michael Bay's Transformers, excuse me. Well, that's certainly fair. But, uh, yeah, no, no, I'd say I, I would, I think this isn't a, a positive. If I'm not going to do our whole rating again. Maybe we'll do that <laughs> next two years from now i gave up i gave up i i gave up yeah but i would put this one above i'll, I'll say at least i put it above six seven eight nine again i don't know about hobbs and shaw the two of them i feel like are relatively close together for me at least yeah more characters does not equal better movie that's just uh, like i can yeah. confirm that like that does not mean that but like i think what they did in this film and the fact that they actually put in effort no i'm not saying that hobbs and shaw did but i'm like yeah, I feel at the end of the day, I, between the two, I'd go back to this more than I would the, the, the Hobson show. That's fair. Yeah. Even though I did get some enjoyment out of that film, I, I feel like I, I, I enjoyed this film a lot as well. And hey, it had five or ten minutes of fast forward and we got to see Paul Walker on screen again. Yeah, and that was nice. It was it was sad and nice at the same time seeing him. Yeah. And I, I did enjoy the tribute we had uh, again to, I guess, you know, mentioning Paul. I mean... I guess at this point they'll always kind of do a tribute there, but like I didn't mind that. Yeah, but yeah, thank you, Isaac, for for spearheading this whole series. You know, we wouldn't have, we wouldn't be here right now if it hadn't been for you suggesting doing this. And I I think it was a positive experience going through these all. But Isaac, do you have any final words of wisdom for this this long eleven movie series that we've now completed for now? <laughs> yeah, I I gotta say it was it was good of them to have the. Uh... Instead of like at the credit at the end of the credits, uh, they immediately put like you know do not attempt any of the stunts that you saw in this film. Oh. Uh, disclaimer immediately. So I, I respect that. Yeah, that's nice. That's nice. Again, I'll say it again. If you want to go fast, go somewhere safe. Do it. Go to a raceway or whatnot. I think you know the adrenaline is is definitely there. But hey, yeah, just be safe. Don't don't try anything. Like let's. You know, be, be aware of others because if you were if the worlds were reversed and you're the pedestrian and somebody's going fast you probably wouldn't want that so just always yeah always like disclaimer like be be, be safe when you're going fast that's all i'm gonna say till next time peace
like it or not, you and your friends are a part of it now. I don't have friends. I got family.